2: Let's get to betQL daily presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL network.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that breaks a record for <laughs> earliest moment that should have remained off air and hopefully did in BetQL daily Hopen. history. Hope uh. fingers crossed. Hey, welcome <laughs> back, guys. Uh, Chris alongside Joe Ostrowski and Aaron Hawksworth, executive producer Paul Aspen back from a trip down south. Uh, Jake and I attempted to hold it down. He led me to very, very poor results in betting college baseball. That's a story for another day. Oh,
1: no.
4: Sure, let's just get the bus out right away. Sure, why not?
3: (laughs) Right away, right away, Jacob. right away. Uh, But welcome back. After a couple of weeks away, everybody's back and looking good and rested and refreshed. Don't forget, you can take us with you. Whatever you're doing today, we're live coast-to-coast on the Beck Network, but obviously inside your Odyssey app as well, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You download that, then you take us with you wherever you're going. And, of course, rewind anything in the last 72 hours you may have missed on the Beck Network, and you can download Beck Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Beck Daily and then subscribe, including inside your Odyssey app. And don't forget, you can watch on Twitch, twitch.tv slash betql and YouTube as well. Just search Odyssey Sports. But yeah, the gang is all back together just in time for see-through pants and the scouting combine and all the other stuff that we may have missed. So I feel like we could go around the room with vacation stories. I don't know if you guys want to save that for later. I don't know if you guys want to dive right in to some of the big stuff that happened while you were gone. Well... But let's start with this, because this was a fundamental question I wanted to ask. While you guys were away, not the mm-hmm. entirety of the time you were away, but the last few days while you were away and over the weekend, are we able to say, I'll start with you, Joe, because I know where the, what the answer is going to be. Okay. <laughs> are we able to safely say that the Milwaukee Bucks have righted the ship, that they've found level ground, they're no longer on quicksand? Absolutely not. No, if
5: you look since Doc's taken over, it's been win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple. And most recently, now we're on the win a couple stage right now. Aaron, no, I mean, there's no way. Maybe we'll start to hear that a little bit. And I I think part of the reason is obviously a couple wins, but then you look at the next few days and – oh, this is, we, we were talking so much about how the schedule is going to be challenging the rest of the way uh, for Doc, and maybe that was part of the reason that they made the change, and I think some of that is true, but people, maybe they're going to get out ahead of this and say, look, they might rattle off five consecutive wins, and then they think they're going to look really smart. Well, when you get to May and June is when you look dumb, right?
1: exactly just wait until the playoffs it's a great question though chris i was asking myself the same thing i was like okay have the bucks turned things around pulled up the schedule i guess i mean doc rivers is like oh i didn't want to start this job in the middle or at the beginning of this tough road trip and they end up winning two out of three so i guess Mm. you can say it's a small sample size um but they do beat minnesota and the sixers so I guess, but I'm not buying any uh, futures on them right now.
3: Mm-mm. It's a nice, it's 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 a nice sign, I think, if you're a Bucks fan that hey, maybe they've started to figure some things out. But again, it's the Sixers without Embiid, so you take that what you will. The T Wolves win, I, I thought, was a nicer one uh, than the Sixers win, despite the the margin of victory. And now you get a team fighting for its life. Uh, a Let's see who's next on the schedule. They they've got a couple, that, you know, Charlotte who's already dead uh, for a couple, and then the Bulls. So I don't yeah. know if you learn anything more about the Bucks where they're yeah. at in the schedule over the next week, but maybe just maybe they they've climbed themselves out of the quicksand and they're no longer drowning. Um, other NBA news yesterday: the Jimmy Butler Miami Heat uh, Pelicans suspensions came out. It's just a game. For that little, I don't know, would we even call it a... I, some people were calling it a brawl. I wouldn't call it that. It was a scuffle. Um, I'm, I was more concerned with the guy who I saw kind of off, for, out, just out of the frame. Like, I couldn't tell if he was throwing ice cubes from the crowd into the fight or whatever it was. But he was throwing something into the brawl from the stands. I, that stuff concerns me more than what I thought was basically just a little dust up. But Jimmy Butler serves will serve a, a one-game suspension. And for a Heat team that also seems to be getting moved in the right direction, Aaron, look, they, they were just without Butler for, for a few weeks, so this shouldn't be too hard for them to adjust to for one night, but it, you'd rather have Jimmy Butler, obviously, than not have Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And it's Jimmy Butler. You know, he he misses a game. They'll bounce back. And the Heat are like the opposite of, you know, how I believe in the Bucks. Like, come playoff time... I never want to count this Heat team out, especially with their head coach. So I love the Heat. I got a couple futures on them, thanks to the amazing guests that we have on our show who convinced me to buy into them early in the season. Um, but yeah, totally two different stories here. The Bucks, I would look to fade in the playoffs, and the Heat, that's when I'd be looking at them to perform well, Joe.
5: Yeah, not, not a big deal. I mean, honestly, if you get... I know Jimmy Butler's a baller, and he's always going to be out there, and when he's out there, he wants to play for 40-plus minutes. We get all that, and that's that's just how he plays. And you want a guy with that sort of fight, that sort of leadership. But if you give him some true serum, late February, dog days, yeah, I'm cool taking a day off. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine, me. Yeah. But they suspend five players and all in the game, but, yeah, not not too big of a deal. Uh, I uh, saw that 10- apparently oh, Jim. Go ahead,
1: Aaron. So, sorry, Jimmy Butler's no. been having some fun on social media playing Locked Up by Akon and some other songs, just kind of alluding to A-Con. poking fun at the fact that <laughs> locked like a, up. We will not, yeah, we love we that will song not here. slander
4: Akon on this show,
3: okay? That is <laughs> what, what we're is not going I'm, I'm sorry, oh, Paul Aspen, a- huge Akon A-Con stand. Akon guy. Like, really? Yeah.
5: yeah. yeah. He's, he- <laughs> He's fighting the fight, Akon, at the 2025 Super Bowl halftime show. This is Paul <laughs> leading the charge.
0: Yeah. Oh,
4: man. Give me that set list. I'll destroy that the way Jason Logan destroyed the Usher set list. Come on. I love oh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Yes. I have been to uh, an Akon concert, and uh, so i went to you, Paul. So, me,
3: how, how long can an Akon really? concert really be? Like, honestly. Like, wait,
5: wait, yeah. Like, 45 like minutes, maybe? Minutes.
1: <laughs> i don't even like remember seven songs it was in my yeah. 20s barely remember oh, it
5: okay smack that that's it's just you a blur come out with smack that what yeah you, what else is getting posted with odds not too many i don't think we go deep
3: on that one there's there's not a many whole lot of things a whole lot of things at an akon concert that you can't unsee like that is an experience I have a hard time believing. Hawk is not locked away in a corner of your gray matter somewhere, only to be released when like that's that's an, an Acon <laughs> concert is. <laughs> yeah,
5: Th- that's not the one that where she was smoking with Snoop Dogg. I'm guessing.
1: Oh, that right. was in Toronto at <laughs> Caravana. Yeah, that was actually at a, like an outdoor club. <laughs>
3: Speaking of Snoop, this is how I'm going to somehow pivot to L.A. and the Lakers, losing by 10 to the Suns and then complaining about the refs after the fact. uh, They're going to end up being a play-in team, I think, anyway. But this team has – there's just no gas left in the tank. I mean, there's certain nights where Anthony Davis shows up and he'll give you a double-double somewhat consistently. But LeBron, when he wants to play – you know, maybe this is more about right now, like you said, Joe, just the – the dog days of the season and it's hard for any one team to really look super inspired, but like, you're right there in the play-in tier. You should be battling for absolutely everything. And they, they just at times still look disinterested, even LeBron. Yeah. Phoenix playing well
5: at home right now. I mean, that's certainly, uh, certainly worth noting. We were waiting for them to turn it on and maybe that's what's happening here. I just found his post-game comments funny. Like it was, it was like they won the game and he was playing a game of gotcha with the media. It was very strange. And in a way he was complaining about the referees and how they weren't getting to the charity stripe. But another way, he's like, Hey man, all you guys are saying we only win because of our free throws. And like, like he was kind of pounded his chest. Like we were right there with the Phoenix Suns. but yeah, you end up losing the game. Um, I guess that was his way of way of complaining, but yeah, it's, it's going to be strange there's going to be what people are going to wake up that haven't been paying attention all year to the nba once regular season's over like really these teams even in the play-in they're not getting in but that's what's going to happen in the west
1: i'm sick of lebron i think this is more about the Suns and what they're doing well and how they look unstoppable right now they finally got things going However, one thing that does concern me: Devin Booker is back with Kylie Jenner. She dumped Bad Bunny. Is back with Devin Booker. Is How she, do we do? We gotta fade the Suns now. Like, oh, what is going on? Time. I like Playoffs. the Suns. This can't happen.
3: Not anymore. You um. don't. <laughs> Are you up? Uh, hmm. I might on be honest now.
5: Them. Yeah, you might have to be. They can't mess I gotta Mess with
3: the Kardashian curse.
1: Didn't, wasn't he wasn't he like an MVP candidate when they were together last time? I think he yeah, still played but, well.
3: Yeah. How, for, how 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 deep did that run go? I don't know. It doesn't uh, college? Yeah. yeah. No. Never college hoops. UConn dominates Villanova <laughs> on Saturday night. Houston outlasted Baylor in overtime. Uh, Purdue didn't cover, but they get away mm-hmm. and with a slow start uh, against Michigan. 4 5 and 6 Arizona Tennessee Iowa State all win at home over the weekend. You got Kyle Filipowski getting hurt as the uh, Demon Deacon fans rush the court despite being favored. Um, that was a weird not a weird sight. Like <laughs> oh, I'm not going to be old man shaking my fist at the cloud talking about court storming here, but like there there does have to be something done about like okay Caitlin Clark did she over exaggerate a little bit when she got bumped into during the court storming against Iowa a few weeks ago maybe but this is like mm-hmm. Filipowski's out there just trying to get off the floor I don't know what the injury is or what's how long he may be out or anything like that but like let's just let's storm the court but don't act like an idiot and don't start knocking people over or, or kicking out people's legs Aaron like this is can we can we can we have some I know, sense of decorum, I guess, when you're rushing the court. It's supposed to be wild and crazy, but, like, can we not hurt people?
1: I know. I'm a bit torn. I don't have a strong opinion, like, this needs to stop. I was thinking about it, like, maybe they could put, quickly have some security put up, like, a little, like, ropes or something to keep them, but it's not going to work. I don't know what the solution is. It's unfortunate now that it's gotten to the point where players are getting hurt, and now star players. So it seems like something probably does need to be done, Joe.
5: Yeah, I mean, if you go the route of the old man yelling about the court storming, it's legit. I'm okay with it. I, I Who's sitting here fighting for court storming? And I used – okay, so, like, there are a lot of different levels to this conversation. And what it used to be, the part that would annoy me is just – Well, if you're favored, if you're this, if you're that, you shouldn't be storming the court. Like, college students are actually thinking about that. Hey, guys, just so you know, we're supposed to be in this game, so let's not storm the court. I don't think that process is happening. Like, I think that's idiotic. But also, what's the argument for it? And what are you going to do? Like, John Shire's yelling at the podium after the game, and he brought up very fair points, and he wasn't trying to take any credit away from Wake which he went out of his way to mention multiple times, which I thought was completely fair. We got to ban it. Help me out, John. How are we going to do this? How are you going to yeah. ban it? it? So every every uh, stadium, every college game, you're going to have so much security that you're going to stop hundreds, if not a thousand <laughs> students rushing to the well, court. And, Good luck yeah, doing that. Yeah. The, the problem is it's happening during regulation. Like that, that was part of this. Well, there's still time on the clock. There were kids storming the court, and they were taunting Philipowski. and he was saying it was an intention, it was intentional, I don't believe that. That's going a little far, probably his emotions, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know the, the injury, but I, I don't know what you do. Let's come up with a solution if you're going to complain about it.
3: Yeah, that's the problem is there isn't an easy one. Like, we can go the route of football where we fine schools when the goalposts are taken down or something like that and they storm the field, but that doesn't mean anything to, to some sophomore who, you know, is, they, they just want to have fun, right? They want to run out on the floor and celebrate a victory. Like, they don't care if the university gets fined half a million dollars or whatever it may be. It means absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. So you're right. Like, there's no easy fix for that. There does have to be something done, though, when people are running onto the court before the end of regulation. That that I totally am on board with. And and in Philip Filipowski's that, case, like, I understand being upset about it because, you know, Duke really doesn't... It, that's a team that should be able to go pretty deep, and if he's dinged up, that's, that's a major hurdle for them.
1: I'm curious with the younger generation, how they feel about it. I've never stormed a court. Not sure if anyone on no. the show has, but I think that no. the college uh young men are probably the only people that care about this coming to an end i would assume
5: yeah yeah i mean my wife went on the field at the notre dame usc game I'm like you're an idiot get off the field but that <laughs> was remember. a long time after <laughs> the fact like you're not yeah. a child anymore what are you doing um yeah i don't i don't know what you you've got to have and uh, you're not going to stop it. You've got to have time. Right. Like okay guys, you got to
3: wait at least a couple minutes to get everybody off. Let let the players clear the floor at the very least. Yeah. Bellinger to the Cubs. We'll touch on that at the top of the hour when we talk 31 days to go until MLB opening day, but it's Combine week and a special guest on the BeckQL network over the weekend. We let you hear that as well. Next right here on BeckQL Daily. Coast to coast on the BetQL Network. It is BetQL Daily alongside Aaron Hawksworth and Joe Ostrowski. I'm Chris Mack. We got you covered with Major League Baseball opening day just 31 days away. And one of Boris's big names finally signed to a deal, Bellinger, back to Chicago. We'll dive into it at the top of the hour. And, of course, lots going on. Uh, both in the desert and in Florida. So Kenny Ducey will join us in the third hour as well to get us ready for MLB. Latest Ken Palm 2020 club. We talk about that in the third hour as well with college basketball rapidly approaching uh, conference tournament week. NBA's got 50 days until the play-in game. So regular season's really accelerating here, or in the case of baseball, accelerating toward the regular season. As you can see, Joe and Aaron are back We get recaps on what exactly happened during vacation, including from producer Paul Aspen, who was in a foreign country and almost didn't come back. He thought about not coming back, (laughs) but he did come back. We got him back. Uh, But it's combine week. It is NFL scouting combine week for the next few days. Lots of interviews and wonder licks. And then the on-field testing begins (laughs) on Thursday with front seven guys. They'll go to D-backs and tight ends on Friday, quarterbacks, which will be the one that everybody wants to watch on Saturday in Indianapolis. And lots of player movement starts to happen, talk about accelerating things. The offseason will really step on the gas this week in Indy, whether it's a Justin Fields trade, whether it's starting to talk about free agents, including the Chiefs, who have to figure out what they're going to do, if anything, to try and keep Chris Jones around. Chiefs Super Bowl four time now, Super Bowl winning defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo was actually on the BetQL network over the weekend on the Better Angle with Kate and Cam and talked about Chris Jones and his future with the Chiefs. I sure hope so. I mean, that's a little bit uh, that's out of my realm here. You know, Brett Beach and his crew will be handling that. But I think that I think both parties involved I and even mean, wanted to happen. But you know, it, things get tricky at times, and um, you know, we're we're hopeful certainly that things will get worked out in another week or so or whatever whatever the timing is and I think it's next week or two weeks from now uh, hopefully I'll, I'll get that but we have you know we have a number of players in the same situation and you know one of the things you realize in this league is very rarely from season to season does it ever stay the same like the room that you're addressing or teaching or coaching um, we know there's going to be change I just hope there's not that many but it is the NFL and you know people do change teams but we're hopeful that a lot of these guys can stay with us. Again, Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo over the weekend right here on the PecQL Network with Kate and Cam on the Better Angle. Great stuff. You can always find more of that inside your Odyssey app. But this is the number one ranked free agent on the market, Joe. This is a guy who, if he gets tagged by Kansas City, it's going to be up northwards of $33 million. And we know what tagging a guy can do to the relationship between player and organization as well. Is Chris Jones a Kansas City Chief next year? Or can this team continue to do what they did this past year when really they were driven by the defense, right? As great as Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are, um, they, they got as deep as they did because of their defense. Do they need to keep Chris Jones around now, even if it's just for one more year, to capitalize on the peak Patrick Mahomes window?
5: I don't think he returns, but I also didn't think he was going to be back last year. I thought he... it seemed like it was like, all right, one more time, one more time. And they accomplished their goal again. Spags is as good as he gets. Spags, even if there are multiple changes, which it looks like there will be like you trust him. Maybe he will go through their issues in the first half of the season, but that, that front office is smart enough. They're going to bring in enough talented players, you know, with Spags consulting, like, okay, this is how we're going to build this defense now. If you pull up their depth chart and you look at uh at their starters, six of his starters on defense are unrestricted free agents. Six. So he could be dealing with a ton. I know Chris Jones is going to get the all, all, all the attention. Why? Because he's been holding out. And he's been, guy, been the guy that's been getting the attention the last few years. But I would also mention, Aaron, that you know, Chris Jones was not the Chris Jones that we've seen in past years mm-hmm. when people spent so much time like he's the key to everything. I don't think he was the key to everything this year. It was more about the secondary and the elite pass defense that they had.
1: Yeah, I fully agree. And if any team can do it, it's the Chiefs. They've gone cheaper and unproven. And they win another Super Bowl. You know, it might take a little time to get going, but especially with Spags there, you would think with some lesser talent that they're still going to get things together come playoff time. Uh, So I don't think he'll be back either. I think there will be some changes and they're going to load up. uh, And it just doesn't make sense in terms of the cap hit that they would have to take if they give him that kind of money, 30 mil plus.
3: Well, yeah, and you wonder with True. the difficulties no. they had catching the ball this year, do they go out and spend some money on a wide receiver? I mean, that would be the thought. If you don't wanna if you don't wanna cross your fingers and hope that you get one in the draft and that they can immediately have an impact. We saw as good as Rasheed Rice, I think, can be, it still took half a season for him to ramp up to where he was regular more than half a season, almost three quarters of a mm-hmm. season to ramp up to where he was being regularly targeted. By Patrick Mahomes. You can find odds on Chris Jones' next team, though. And Kansas City <laughs> is the favorite. I want to say minus 175. Uh, but behind that, you've got the Texans at 750, the Bears at 850, and the Lions at 10 to 1, Joe. So um, teams that have money. Texans. Yeah. Texans have a ton of cap space. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned the Bears was one
5: of the favorites. That's because they're top three in cap space. They a Montez Sweat last year, and it changed everything. The defense was a top three defense second half of the season. I would think that they're going to focus on offense, <laughs> finish fixing the line, figure out quarterback, get another receiver, whether it's draft or free agency. They need to put more assets into that side of the ball as opposed to the defensive side because their defensive-minded coach can coach them up, and the, the defense was awesome last year, so – Um, I don't really see the Bears getting involved in Chris Jones, but, you know, the teams that have the money are going to be mentioned. So I understand why they're going to be brought up.
1: I could see the Lions getting involved in Chris Jones. You know, you bring in a veteran defensive player, Detroit, you know, young team, defense was garbage. Like they could use a lot of help, and that might be worth the money for them. Yeah, Yeah, Detroit top
3: 10 in cap space too. Secondary, um, you've got –
5: they've got a good front. But it, it's the same conversation every year with Detroit, right? Okay. What about the back end? Because that's right. that's where they get beat. They still have to work get get that figured out. I mean, that's where I would spend my money. But yeah, what do you yeah. what do you think about Chris Jones? I mean,
3: is he the same guy? Is he worth that? Me? I'm not paying that. No. I'm not. I'm not counting on the productivity lasting long enough into what is probably going to be what. At least a five year deal, you would think, if he gets mm-hmm. what he wants in free agency. I mean, beyond the next two, maybe three years, if everything goes well and he stays healthy, and then the fourth and fifth year, you're paying for past production. You're not I, I can't I can't you see you continuing to get it from Chris Jones. Um, the Combine, as I mentioned, is this week. And at the Combine, like I said, other things start to get set in motion, like, oh, I don't know. It feels, it feels like we haven't gone anywhere because you guys left and went on vacation and we were talking about this, and we're still talking about it. Justin Fields doesn't want to talk about it anymore, but it's still being talked about. Atlanta or Pittsburgh or maybe somewhere else, but we're, we're, if Ryan Poles is going to get it done, you would think the groundwork for whatever deal, the framework is really going to get built this week in Indy when people can talk face-to-face. Yeah, that's the
5: expectation. Justin Fields may not want to talk about it. That's fine. And I understand. I'd feel the same way. I can't go anywhere. And I'm a nobody without people like, what do you think? What are they going to do? It's the only thing anybody's talking about here. It's, It's really wild. And people don't know. There are truly a couple of different camps. There are people that believe you build up around fields and you go that route. And You know, what they're basically saying is the team we're just mentioning there, the Lions. You want to go the Lions route, and then you fill in the quarterback last, or you want to do what most teams do when you have the opportunity, number one overall, when you have an opportunity to take what you think is a franchise-changing quarterback, your quarterback of the future, you take that, and then they lift everybody else up, and then you build around that. I mean, I think they're going to go quarterback and Caleb Williams, but we'll see. Uh, Came out late last night to no surprise Caleb Williams is not going to be throwing at the combine. Jaden Daniels is not going to be throwing at the combine. They're going to be there, so that's going to be a big story. And you know what teams are saying to them, and whatever they end up saying to the media. But uh, we're going to have to wait in the pro days, Aaron. So the USC pro day is March 20th, and the LSU one March 27th. This is a full month from now. We got to wait until we see Jaden Daniels throw again.
1: Yeah. Oh man. The other, uh, quarterback that I find interesting is Drake may, uh, Darius mm-hmm. Butler recently talking about how he went golfing with him and that he thinks he should be the number one quarterback in this draft. Just great locker room guy. Like everything that you want. He was saying he's a little lanky right now, but if he beefs up a little bit, he was comparing him to Justin Herbert. So I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. more from the perspective of, you know, being here in the Washington area and they have, you know, the Number two pick, what are they going to do?
5: Saturday's going to be awesome, right? Like, is he throwing? We haven't heard otherwise, right, on May?
1: I just I tried to Google it. it. I haven't seen. Yeah.
5: It's just, it's yeah. come out about the other two guys, but nothing
3: on May yet. Well, think about the stock. He can, he can, you know, he can create a conversation at number one. If he goes out there and lights it up and looks really good. Uh, and mm-hmm. for the next three to four weeks, like you talked about, March 20th is, is uh, Southern Cal's pro day. For the next three weeks, he can allow that narrative to be spun of, oh, is Drake maybe May, maybe Drake May should be the first overall pick? Or I mean, that's something that that he can he can take advantage of that. And and I know all the, wherever you can bet, he's he's locked in as the favorite at the number two pick. Um, but he could go a long way towards maybe pushing against that, Aaron, if he's able to go out there and throw really well on Saturday night.
1: Well, I think also it depends, like, you know, when they interview these guys, who they feel like is going to be a good leader too. There's other things just besides talent on the field that teams will look at from a scouting perspective. So it would it wouldn't it would be fun to see a little shakeup at number 1.
5: Yeah, I don't know. Um the the guy that's been jumping Everybody's draft board over the last month that we've talked about on the show is Bo Nix. Your Bo Nix mm-hmm. are you throwing? It, it Doesn't it feel like he can only hurt his stock? I,
3: well, I see, I think this is going to be another weird quarterback year where, you know, people are talking right now like we might go one, two, three, right? We, we might go Williams, May, Daniels, one, two, three, and then people are going to overdraft, I think, Nix and McCarthy somewhere between 10 and 20 or between 15 and 25. If you're Bo Nix and you think your arm talent can really launch you into that upper stratosphere and you have the experience, right? Like, it's that was a thing. If you could walk in and play from day one, which Nix being older and more experienced and all that, I know that flies in the logic of the Kenny Pickett selection, which was just has been disastrous. And, had you know, <laughs> playing more or being older doesn't necessarily make you better. I think in Nix's case, it may help if he goes out there on Saturday, Joe, and throws really well
5: the The arguments Purdy that that's what people come back right back at you with even though we know where
3: that conversation leads with the head coach and all the talent
5: around him. This is made for Michael Penix, right? Like he's a guy oh, that can yeah. flash at these different events, and I, I'm not, I'm not hearing a lot of people talk about him in the first round without the injury history and being a 38 year old quarterback at this point. But like he could, his stock could really rise at, at an event like this. I don't know about the throwing. Um, We'll see if he does that. But some of the other things, like, yeah, I I would think that he would want to participate instead of being a day two guy.
1: Yeah, I would think Penix needs to showcase his talents in that regard. And Bo Nix, I'm with you, Chris. Like, if he thinks he can prove the critics wrong, then I would throw at the combine. But if he's trying to hide those blemishes probably not in his best interest.
3: Right. And, and the same probably goes for McCarthy, right? Like if JJ McCarthy wants to go out there and show people that maybe he's more than a guy who played in what three important games all year. And that was it really um, go out there on Saturday night and light it up and hope that again, you and Bo Nix or one of the two are the guys that get overdrafted somewhere between 10 and 15, because this is a quarterback heavy draft. And that's the other thing, too. I I know that number will get posted at some point. How many quarterbacks actually go in the first round? It looks like those five, those top three that we talked about, plus Knicks and McCarthy, Penix probably not a first-rounder. Spencer Rattler's stock is increasing again without doing anything just by virtue of the fact that he's a guy that's been around forever. Maybe he goes out there Saturday night and throws really well it's it's a possibility you could get more than five quarterbacks in the first round, which doesn't make sense to me. I think people <laughs> will be overdrafting two or three of them at least if they do that. but we could see that if all of these guys perform well on Saturday night.
5: Sort of related, sort of not. these like we mentioned earlier at the start of this conversation, the conversations between general managers are gonna happen. like our trades. Mm-hmm. like there's a lot of chatter about receivers. So we're hearing, okay, T. Higgins is getting the franchise tag. okay. Doesn't mean he's going to stay there. Um, if Cousins is leaving Minnesota, what do you do with Jefferson? Now that you bring in Addison, uh, the Bills are in a lot of cap trouble. They did suck this past year. Are they going to deal him? Like I think the receivers are going to be really interesting to watch.
3: It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM alongside Joe and Aaron. I'm Chris, and coming up next, the gang's back together we got to find out what went down for the last two weeks. We go off the board right here on BetQL Daily.
2: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. It's time for Aaron Hawksworth to take us off the board.
1: Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Chris Mack, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth with you. It's time uh, I'm trying to time this till well, so the light <laughs> forgotten was gone. And of course, he's right in front of my window when we come back from break. It always works like that. Um, mm. but we're all back from vacation. Great to see everyone, and I was excited for this segment because MLB players are all upset that they've got these see-through pants, and I'm like, what a perfect off-the-board topic and i looked wgn their headline was icy london icy france and i was just dying laughing i i i know you guys are probably expecting that i would support this type of thing and think <laughs> it's funny but yeah if i'm a baseball player the last thing i want to worry about is if certain things are showing like that would be kind of frustrating for me too so i see where they're coming from
5: yeah yeah I saw a lot of – people were mad about all everything with the uniforms, right? mm mm-hmm. that, I saw a lot of that over the weekend. And it's kind of legitimate. And People were making the cracks that, hey, my travel team had better uniforms. I'll let you guys know when mine arrive in a week or two. But, like, you, when you come do <laughs> the side-by-side comparisons, it's low-rent crap. Like, yeah, gar- I- this is ridiculous. These are – Billion dollar, billion dollar ownerships are dealing with this crap. How is this even a conversation? We're not talking about the minor leagues. This is not an off the board story like that. Oh, the, these guys that make twenty five grand a year and they've got the second and third jobs. You can see through their pants. Like no, this is this is major league baseball,
3: right? And the jerseys themselves, like the jersey tops. Yeah, yeah we're, we're bad enough or bad enough, right? Like they look like something my grandma got at the in the clearance bin at Kmart around Christmas time. Like I asked for a Mark McGuire jersey and she got me a Mark McGuire jersey and the Cardinals are backwards and none of it makes sense. It just looked cheap. But then when you add in the layer of, oh, I those pants are so thin, I can see the tag on the lower left-hand side of your shirt showing through the pants once your shirts tucked in that's bad like forget being able to see everybody's bits and pieces okay that's one thing which again I thought you'd be more excited about Aaron but to, to like actually see the tags showing through the pants <laughs> this is Nike it's not like some fly-by-night operation
1: I agree. I mean, you don't want to be up to bat making sure that your shirt is covering that area because something might be showing like you need to be focused on other things. The fact that this is even a topic for Major League Baseball is terrible. Like, what are we even doing? Mm -hmm. Who signed off on this? Weren't there multiple meetings like, yeah, these are the ones they had to have had other options they could have gone with. Did no one try these on before they gave it the green light?
5: How do they send them out?
1: How do exactly how does that
5: happen? See, now I'm just imagining because Erin's talked about growing up. She she hated baseball because she was around baseball fields all the time, which I totally understand. Like, I see a lot of that kit because it's not a limited schedule at all, Like especially right. once you get. Close to teenage years, the travel. It's the tournament. Sixty games oh, for these kids. Yes. It's, oh, we have a tournament this weekend. Yeah, you're not seeing your friends. You're not doing anything you want. So you've got to be the kid that goes along. So I, I do understand that. But I'm just envisioning the hawk being like, "All right, boys, cup check, boom." Because <laughs> there's always somebody that makes that stupid joke. But this is insanity. It's crazy. I can't believe we're here so is it it's not nike because i keep or is it nike because i keep seeing fanatics or are Fanatic. they tied so, together
3: i think they're tied together i think nike i think at least as far as i could tell fanatics was in charge of like the jersey tops i think and the design okay and then nike actually produces and distributes maybe i could be wrong about that that's as far that's that's like the height of my fashion sense I wear the same three hoodies every single day. You guys <laughs> know that. So, like, I, I don't know if there's any more to it than that. But, like, if Nike's involved, whether Fanatics is the manufacturer and Nike's just the distributor or vice versa, like, if Nike's involved, this shouldn't be so so hard to pull off. Like, remember, this happened in the NFL. I want to say it was, like, 10, 12 years ago. They went to Nike for the, for the uniforms. And the, some of the pants were, like, damn near see-through like the ones now, like it, you could see the line of the jockstrap through the pants. And it, are we not thinking <laughs> about what this is going to look like on TV people or just in the ballpark itself? <laughs> you know, John,
5: means I guess wife, they're trying
1: to attract more women. Well, that's, <laughs> the that's
5: an interesting point. Cause I was reading a story about it. And John means is uh, one of Jake's guys. And his wife is like, the wives are fine with it. Like, they went <laughs> they went to the wives to get a quote to see if they're mad that people right. can see their husbands.
1: I agree. They're Golden trying to berries. make baseball fun, <laughs> and women are all for this. I am not complaining when guys wear tight pants. I'll just tell you that much.
3: What happens the first time these guys get caught in a downpour with these things on? You think they oh, look paper thin uh, now. Uh, it's going to be like watch. Magic Mike. It's going to be out of control. <laughs> Ladies are going to be running down on the field throwing dollar bills at them.
1: (laughs) What? (laughs) Who is that? Man, I would not want to be an MLB wife if this starts happening. The options these guys are going to have in their DMs.
5: In the old days, uh, that
3: would run onto the field.
5: Oh, Morgana.
3: California games. What was her name? Morgana the the Kissing Bandit, remember? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like could you imagine that happening in 2024 we got a kissing bandit oh ha 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 there's a
5: kissing bandit with you know her things but anyways her things things. i yeah well i'm trying to be careful because the start of the show
3: was not off yeah i know (laughs) Famous. Like, oh
5: wait, vacation over, Joe. Like slow down a little bit.
3: Yeah. Can't just
5: We dial gotta it back stop about swearing.
3: <laughs> yep.
5: <laughs> two weeks when you're doing it nonstop. I did yeah. Happened a couple times yesterday at practice, I so gotta be honest. I'm like, wait, what huh? why did I say that? To- <laughs> why did say that in front of them. Oops. Anyways.
1: So what else speaking of going vacation, on? are we gonna talk about Paul's, Joe's? Where are we going first?
5: yeah don't we all want to hear about paul's i mean he's the yeah one yes that i, think I do thanks i mean Bye. mexico's
4: great love mexico <laughs> hey guys i'm back i mean uh you don't have the a-rod
1: pan though
4: no <laughs> i was, I was pretty good about the sunscreen man i i burn a little bit like i got a little redness going on like especially like the top okay. of the ears get flaky yeah you got to be oh, careful man. oh the altitude i did not expect do some research when I go on these trips, apparently not enough, but the altitude in these like Guadalajara, more so Guanajuato and San Miguel de Allende, uh, which recommend, uh, we definitely add those to the list. It's not the coast, so it's not a beach vacation, but, uh, where do we start? All right, we'll start. So we'll start at the beginning, I guess. Got some notes. Um, <laughs> some notes. so yeah, flew into <laughs> Leon which, uh, Leon, Guanajuato, San Miguel, you can rent a car, hit the mall, uh, over like a long weekend. And then I went to Guadalajara on my own after that, uh, San Miguel, we're driving into town. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful city. We're driving into town though. And there's, like, we just see a bunch of, like, 70-year-old old old fat Americans walking around. And it's just – it's fully expatted, (laughs) twisted out. And it's, like, all right. Like, and with that, you're getting, like, gringo prices and everything else, which it's not Chicago prices. But it's okay. It's a beautiful city. But Guanajuato, though, like, though that's a very charming city. You can walk around the whole city, like, multiple times. And all the street tacos, all the street food you could ever want, like, that is – Wheelhouse. Loved all that. And the people are so friendly. Learned a little bit about like Mexican history, which is always nice. So I will say like the way that I love starting a vacation in these places, it's like either do like a walking tour or a bike tour or something where you can see the city, you meet people on these tours and you get a little bit of the lay of the land from the guides as well. Um, Although we had a disaster of a bike tour uh, in San Miguel. So we're like, all right, like, we'll do this bike tour. And we had scheduled them with the same company, actually, for Guanajuato as well. So it's like, all right, like, we're thinking, like, we've done these, this group of guys, we've done these before in, like, Mexico City and other cities. And I ended up doing one in uh, Guadalajara later on my own. Usually biking around the city, you stop a couple places, you eat some food here and there, and you're told a little bit about the city. It's a great way to, like, get the lay of the land for some reason. I don't know. These people are like training for the tour de France or like mountain bike enthusiasts. They take us like outside, like we get in a car or a Jeep and go like 10 miles outside of the city. And then, so like it starts off fine enough. We're driving, you know, biking through these areas, kind of like not woodsy, but rural for sure. Stopping like the old wow. original town, this cool little Pueblo, which you would have never seen otherwise. And then for like the next four hours, it's like basically sand and cobblestone and like they're like yeah just five more kilometers and we'll be there five more kilometers and we'll be there like by the end we're like dude just bring us the truck like we are done we're not here for like a workout like it was and it just like kept going on and on so that was that was the low point of the trip but um how how long did it end up being we knew it was going to be like like three or four hours but it was like four to five like it was four or oh, five
5: hours we that.
4: did that's not 17 yeah. miles it's not fun at all 17 miles no
5: okay oh but you weren't But so no, like man. hilly yeah 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 no. dude
1: i would have been, been so, so mad
4: did you get off the <laughs> bike
1: and walk it up the hill
4: at times at times yeah, yeah there were times where i would dismount the chain popped off at one Forget point that's this. when i started to lose oh, it oh that's the worst. oh no
5: you got the oil on oh, your hands I you gotta mad. ride the bike yeah.
3: no yeah no, no last last thing i'm doing in mexico is biking up and down mountains fixing broken bike chains no thanks i'm good
1: no, they no. don't have the double decker bus tours there
3: they did they did I didn't get on that I will say the day
4: trip to the town of tequila awesome and I I talked to the guy beforehand I was like dude I don't know to, I don't need to go to Jose Cuervo I never have to have Cuervo again in my life He's like it's not Cuervo
3: don't worry about it it was great it was awesome the I the good it. stuff nice BetQL yeah. daily presented by BetMGM. MGM everybody back together after some post Super Bowl vacation time and now we look up we're only 31 days to opening day we talk about our expectations for the 2024 season. Coming up next, including some Rookie of the Year candidates on BetQL Daily.
2: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.